welcome to Native New Health. Let's get started. Native New Health will address specific health concerns that plague our people. So the first step is regular exercise. Try this at home. It's up to you what you like to put on, but it's very simple and quick. Exercise regularly. We cannot emphasize this enough. Welcome to Native New Health, an exciting program designed for Native people by Native people. Hi there, and welcome to a new episode of Native New Health. I'm Gina Gabosh. And I'm Ed Dunn. Our subject today is understanding blood pressure. You know, Ed, this is a real problem, not only in our local communities, but all around the world. The World Health Organization has identified hypertension, or high blood pressure, as the leading cause of cardiovascular mortality. The World Hypertension League, WHL, an umbrella organization of 85 national hypertension societies and leagues recognize that more than 50% of the hypertensive population worldwide are unaware of their condition. And that is dangerous for their health and life expectancy. Is that ever, Ed? High blood pressure is the number one killer worldwide. It affects between 16 and 37% of the global population and is believed to have been a factor in at least 18% of all deaths, or 9.4 million around the world. The American Heart Association, as far back as 2010, estimated the direct and indirect cost of high blood pressure-related illnesses was over $76.6 billion. Wow, that's amazing. We'd better do something about it, don't you think? You know, Ed, there's always room for improvement. But before we get into the problem, let's have a short review of how your blood pressure and circulatory system works. You see, in order to survive and function properly, your tissues and organs need the oxygenated blood that your circulatory system carries throughout the body. When the heart beats, it creates pressure that pushes the blood through a network of tube-shaped blood vessels, which include arteries, veins, and capillaries. This pressure, blood pressure, is the result of two forces. The first force, or systolic pressure, occurs as blood carrying vital oxygen pumps out of the heart and into the arteries that are part of the circulatory system. The second force, called diastolic pressure, is created as the heart rests between heartbeats. These two forces are each represented by numbers in a blood pressure reading. We use a blood pressure monitor to check our pressure. This is the blood pressure cuff. I'm sure you may have seen it or even used one before. Your blood pressure reading uses these two numbers. There's uh, a diastolic number, which is the one that's below, and the systolic number is usually the one above. Recommendations by the medical community for a normal blood pressure reading for most adults at rest is within the range of 100 to 130 systolic and 60 to 90 diastolic. So, for most adults, high blood pressure could be present if the resting blood pressure is persistently at or above 140 over 90. Of course, different numbers apply to children. 
It is recommended that for better results, blood pressure monitoring be done three or four times over 24-hour period because it appears to be more accurate than a one-time office-based blood pressure measurement. Some experts, such as Dr. John Bergman, tell us that we need to realize that blood pressure is adaptive. So, whether it goes up or down is most likely due to the demand the body places on our system. For example, if you're running a marathon, your blood pressure would be high. But if you are relaxed by the seashore, by a pleasant meadow, or on a mountainside, you would likely have lower blood pressure. But as we will see, there are many other factors in between that would determine how your blood pressure reacts during the day and during a given situation. Now, one of the biggest problems of this disease is that high blood pressure usually has no symptoms and that's why it's called a silent killer. Doesn't sound good, does it? That's right, Gina. And the reason is that it can cause serious problems such as stroke, heart failure, heart attack and kidney failure and other health problems as shown in this image. So my friends, this health problem cannot be ignored and we must take care of it. The good news is that you can control high blood pressure through healthy lifestyle habits such as exercise and a healthy diet and we will talk about this during this program. As we previously mentioned, high blood pressure or hypertension is rarely accompanied by symptoms. That's right, Gina. However, some people with high blood pressure may report the following. Headaches, particularly at the back of the head and in the morning, as well as lightheadedness, vertigo, tinnitus, or buzzing or hissing in the ears, altered vision, or even fainting episodes. Now, let's define high blood pressure by simply saying that high blood pressure is present when the force of the blood pushes against the walls of your blood vessels and it's consistently too high or too strong. You see, when your blood pressure is consistently high, it begins to damage your arteries and heart. And here is how it works. The primary way that high blood pressure causes harm is by increasing the workload of the heart and blood vessels, making them work harder and less efficiently. Over time, the force and friction of high blood pressure damages the delicate tissues inside the arteries. In turn, the LDL, or bad cholesterol, forms plaque along tiny tears in the artery walls, triggering the start of atherosclerosis. The more the plaque and damage increases, the narrower or smaller the insides of the arteries become, raising blood pressure and starting a vicious cycle that further harms your arteries, heart and the rest of your body. This can ultimately lead to other conditions ranging from arrhythmia to heart attack and stroke. Oh my goodness, you don't want that, do you? Again, high blood pressure is not called a silent killer for nothing. You see, while you may not feel that anything is wrong, high blood pressure could be quietly causing you damage that can threaten your health. Our good friend Dr. David DeRose puts it this way. Think of your arteries as constituting a high pressure plumbing system. In this analogy, your arteries are acting as pipes, carrying water to destinations throughout your home. If pressure in your pipes become too high, it will damage your toilets, showers, hot water heaters and other appliances attached to those pipes. What then would be an ideal pressure? He continues, 
One sufficiently to adequately supply all your appliances, but no higher. The same is true of blood pressure in your body. Your heart needs to generate an adequate head of pressure, but more than that, causes cumulative harm in the organs at the receiving end of that pressure. Now, did you know that high blood pressure is also a real big problem among our indigenous communities throughout the North American continent and beyond? Survey methods were developed by the National Resource Center on Native American Aging at the University of North Dakota, also by the Administration on Aging, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, as well as the American Heart Association. The research findings are stunning. One of every two North American Indigenous elders have high blood pressure. It's actually slightly higher than that. Actually, 52% of every Indigenous elder aged 55 and older have reported that they have high blood pressure. Overall, women were slightly more likely than men to have been diagnosed with high blood pressure. And elders with certain chronic conditions such as congestive heart failure and diabetes and those who are physically inactive and overweight are at increased risk. What we must remember is that high blood pressure is easily detectable and usually can be controlled. So we highly recommend that all elders should have their blood pressure checked at least once a year. However, if you already know you have high blood pressure, you should check your blood pressure frequently and have regular visits to a healthcare provider. So you ask, what can you do about all this? Well, be proactive. We will show you that you can make several lifestyle modifications that will definitely help you reduce blood pressure. Now, young people must also pay close attention to this health risk. You see, one-third of people aged 18 or older have high blood pressure. And recent studies suggest that American Indians and Alaska Natives, compared to Caucasians, are at increased risk for developing high blood pressure and heart disease. And how about our children? Should they have their blood pressure checked also? Well, the value of routine screening for hypertension in children over the age of three years is being debated. As far back as 2004, the National High Blood Pressure Education Program recommended that children aged three years and older have blood pressure measurements taken by professionals at least once every healthcare visit. And the National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute and American Academy of Pediatrics made similar recommendations. Once the diagnosis of high blood pressure has been made, your healthcare provider should attempt to identify the cause based on symptoms. That is, if you have any. Some do and some don't. And a diagnosis of high blood pressure must be confirmed with a medical healthcare provider. Now, high blood pressure is classified as either primary or essential high blood pressure or secondary high blood pressure. About 90 to 95% of cases are classified as primary. The cause of these include excess salt in the diet, excess body weight, smoking and alcohol use, but illegal drugs such as cocaine and methamphetamines may also be factors in primary high blood pressure. The possible role of other factors such as caffeine consumption and vitamin D deficiency are less clear. The remaining 5 to 10 percent of cases are categorized as secondary high blood pressure due to identifiable causes. 
These may include chronic kidney disease, narrowing of the kidney arteries, an endocrine disorder, or the use of birth control pills. Other causes of secondary high blood pressure include sleep apnea, pregnancy, narrowing of the aortic artery from birth, and an unusual one, excessive eating of licorice. You see, licorice contains an acid which causes a chain reaction of biochemical events in the body leading to high blood pressure. So stay away from it or go easy on it. This is something good to know for sure. Also, another cause is insulin resistance, which is common in obesity and is also thought to contribute to high blood pressure. This type of secondary high blood pressure is more common in pre-adolescent children, with most cases being caused by kidney disease. So you may ask, what about aging? It is important to note that blood pressure gets higher as we get older, and the risk of developing high blood pressure later in life is considerable. However, according to some experts, such as Dr. McCosey from Insider Cure, it appears that a slightly elevated blood pressure may have some benefits as we age. Yes, that is very important to understand. Dr. Marcosi says that as you get older, slightly higher blood pressure levels help support healthy circulation of blood and oxygen to the brain, heart, and other tissues, helping prevent cardiovascular disease and dementia. How about that? Well, Gina, after all this information, I think it's time to fight back against this silent killer. What do you think? I'm with you, Ed. We can do it. It's time to move forward. Making positive lifestyle changes when needed, using medication as prescribed by your doctor can and will help enhance your quality of life. These changes can reduce your risk of heart disease, stroke, kidney disease, and more, and that's a good thing. So, let's start our battle against high blood pressure by remembering that old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Experts tell us that effective lifestyle changes may lower blood pressure as much as an individual medication. And the combination of two or more lifestyle changes can achieve even better results. So friends, let's make changes that really matter. What do you say? Here are eight recommendations from the Canadian and American Heart Associations. Let's eat a well-balanced, plant-based, low-salt diet. In other words, eat to live and not live to eat. You see, eating a heart-healthy diet will play a powerful role in not only managing your blood pressure, but also providing a healthy life. So, try to get quality nutrition from healthy food sources, starting with lots of fresh water. This will help to thin your blood, allowing it to flow more naturally instead of being too thick and slow. Then, aim to eat a diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts and legumes, and healthy vegetable oils. Then remember to limit saturated fats and eliminate trans fats, which are hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils found in processed foods. Check the label information to know. Whenever possible, the preferred choice is to cut out all animal products for better results in blood pressure management. However, sometimes the reality of our surroundings and the environment may not allow this to be possible. In that case, we recommend that you cut back on those animal products. Also, cut down on sweets and sugar-sweetened beverages. No sodas, please. 
Some experts believe that the presence of sugars in the diet has a compounding effect on your intake of salt, which is bad for your blood pressure. How about that? And of course, cut way back on sodium intake. Now, do you know the most common sources of salt? Table salt. Many of us have acquired a taste for a high salt diet. So, one way to cut back is to skip the table salt altogether. However, much of the sodium in our diets comes from those crinkly packaged processed foods. Here's some interesting information. Recent studies have shown that boosting your potassium intake can curb the effects of sodium on blood pressure. Good sources of this mineral include potatoes, bananas, avocados, and kidney beans. What you need to think about is that in order to be healthy, you must embrace a new, healthier lifestyle. When cooking at home, try heart-healthy recipes. These recipes can be found online by the American Heart Association's Patient Education Program. Hey, here's another good healthy eating plan, the DASH or D-A-S-H eating plan. The DASH Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension eating plan is designed to also help you manage blood pressure. Download a PDF of the complete DASH eating plan on your computer or at your local library. Now, here is a tricky one. When dining out, look for healthy options. They are there if you choose wisely. With so many marketing messages being thrown at you in the grocery store, it can be difficult to know which is truly healthy. To make it easier, the American Heart Association developed the heart check mark. That's right, Ed. When you see the symbol on food packaging, it means that the product meets the American Heart Association criteria for saturated fat, trans fat, and sodium for a single serving of the food. Good idea, eh? So, let's continue to make the choices that really matter in your lifestyle. Number two, stop drinking alcohol altogether. But do I hear you saying, I've read that red wine is heart healthy. Can I drink as much as I'd like? The fact is that red wine as a miracle drink for heart health is a myth. The linkage reported in many of these studies may be due to other lifestyle factors rather than alcohol. And the good thing in wine is found in grape juice just as well. So choose wisely and eat some raisins. Number three is to enjoy regular physical activity. Get moving. Exercise can help you manage blood pressure and so much more. Physical activity not only helps control high blood pressure, it also helps you manage your weight, strengthen your heart, and lower your stress level. A healthy weight, a strong heart, and general emotional health are all good for your blood pressure. So you must take charge of your activity level. Don't put it off, because your health depends on it. You must take charge of your fitness. The choice is yours. The fact is, is that being inactive is bad for your health. People who aren't physically active are much more likely to have health problems. I'm talking about major health risks like heart attack and stroke. So don't be afraid to get active. Get moving. If you haven't been active for quite some time, or if you are beginning a new activity or exercise program, take it gradually. Consult your healthcare professional to see if it's okay for you to exercise. Find something you like and make it a part of your exercise routine. 
If you love the outdoors, combine it with exercise and enjoy the scenery while you walk or jog. If you love to listen to audiobooks, enjoy them while you exercise. Strive for at least two and a half hours of moderate physical activity every week. And even better would be to start with 20 minutes every day and then work towards 30 to 60 minutes of moderate physical activity every day or at least five times a week. That would be amazing for your health. Recent studies show that just squishing a tennis ball in each hand while walking will increase your physical activity and thus help you lower your blood pressure. That's amazing, right? Yes, and another way to exercise is to make it social. Consider walking with a neighbor, a spouse, or a friend. Connecting with others can keep you focused and motivated to walk more. You can also reward yourself with something that supports your goals. Pay yourself. Say, that's a good idea. Set aside a small amount of money for every workout you finish. After one month, invest your payoff to something that motivates you to keep up the good workouts you've started. Number four of the recommendations to managing your blood pressure is to reduce stress by changing your expectations. Stress is a lifestyle factor and to a certain extent a fact of life. Hey, give yourself enough time to get things done. Time management works wonders for reducing stress. Don't try to pack too much into every moment and remember to learn to say no. Don't promise too much. Reduce the amount of tension by having a shorter list of items that must be done for yourself or somebody else. Reduce stress by recognizing where you have control. You see, you can't control all the outside events in your life. However, you can change how you handle them emotionally and psychologically. Try to learn to accept things that you cannot change. You don't have to solve all of life's problems. Know your stress triggers. Think ahead about what may upset you. Some things you can avoid. For example, spend less time with people who bother you or avoid driving in rush hour times. Take charge of the time in your day. You decide what's best for you. Point five, maintain a healthy weight. Losing even a few pounds may make a great difference in your outlook to healthful living. The two essentials to maintaining a healthy weight are eating healthy foods, and moving often. Maintaining a healthy weight provides many health benefits. Losing as little as five to 10 pounds may help lower your blood pressure. So a little weight loss can bring a lot of health gains, like reducing the stress on your heart. Think about it. Being overweight puts extra strain on your heart, increasing the risk of developing high blood pressure and damage to your blood vessels that can lead to serious health threats. Again, if your doctor recommends that you lose weight, there's a simple rule to follow. Move more, eat less. Gradually increase your level of physical activity and lower the number of calories you take in with your diet. Number six, are you a smoker? If you are, for your sake and for those around you, please quit. You see, Smoking is the most important preventable cause of premature death anywhere. That's right. But you may ask, does smoking increase your high blood pressure risk? Yes, it does. Smoking is a proven risk factor for heart attack and stroke. Both smoking and exposure to secondhand smoke increase the risk for the buildup of fatty substances or plaque inside the arteries, which is called atherosclerosis. 
a process that high blood pressure is known to speed up. So yes, every time you smoke, it also causes an increase in blood pressure. And here's point number seven. Is medication a part of your high blood pressure or HBP treatment? Then follow your physician's directions. When blood pressure is high, medication may be an important part of your treatment. Your healthcare provider will also likely recommend lifestyle changes along with your medication. Although taking medication for your high blood pressure may require some adjustments, your doctor has your best interest in mind. You know, Ed, I agree. Here's point number eight. Partnering with your doctor and with your healthcare provider is key to fine-tuning your blood pressure treatment. So if you're one of the millions of people battling high blood pressure, here are some solutions to help you collaborate with your healthcare provider to get your blood pressure under control. When you go to your annual checkup with your doctor, be sure to ask about your blood pressure. If it's high, check your blood pressure regularly between appointments at home or at a pharmacy with a blood pressure monitor. Know your numbers. Learn what your blood pressure numbers mean to you and your health. Become a tracker. In other words, keep a log of your medication and blood pressure levels. Be flexible. It may take a while to get to your blood pressure goal. It may also take trying more than one medication in addition to lifestyle changes to get you there. But never give up. Your life and health depend on it. Remind yourself that by managing your blood pressure, you are lowering your risk of a heart attack, stroke, and other serious conditions. The bottom line is that managing blood pressure is a commitment to not only living, but also enjoying a heart-healthy life. Lastly, another serious risk that you may face that will increase your blood pressure is sleep apnea. Millions of people have sleep apnea, a potentially life-threatening disorder in which throat tissue collapses while they sleep, blocking the airway. Sleep apnea is a risk factor not only for high blood pressure, but also for heart failure, diabetes, and stroke. Because this is a potentially deadly health condition, if you suspect you may have sleep apnea, talk with your doctor right away about treatment options. Don't put it off. In closing, Let's now hear a good word from our expert friend, Dr. David DeRose. Hypertension affects millions upon millions of people. To just give you an illustration, let's look at what's happening in the United States. If you look at individuals between the age of 35 and 44, you'll find that roughly 16% of them have high blood pressure. But as we get older, that percentage continues to climb. By the time we're in our 60s, roughly 60% of Americans have high blood pressure. In our 70s, roughly 70%. These are huge numbers. The problems with high blood pressure are staggering. But the good news is this. Controlling blood pressure can halt the progression of problems and can actually prevent the complications of high blood pressure. High blood pressure causes problems, but treating it can help and Natural approaches are especially powerful in dealing with high blood pressure. So lifestyle is the most powerful approach to dealing with high blood pressure. And if you can get your blood pressure lower with natural means, you will put yourself in the best position for decreasing your risk of things like stroke and heart attack. Thank you, Dr. DeRose. Well, Ed, it's already time to go. Yes, Gina. Well, friends, 
We hope you've enjoyed this wonderful program called Understanding High Blood Pressure. So we'll see you again next time for another episode of Native, Native New, New Health. Health.